want us to look at some of the women in the Bible that we can learn from. Okay? Just in honor of mothers. I could pick any. I know, ladies, I hear you've got women of the Bible. Pastor Joseph, in your project about women of the Bible, you've got Mary, the mother of Jesus. You've got Sarah. You've got Deborah. You've got Priscilla. But I want to pick my two ladies. Amen. I want to pick my two ladies. One, I will just briefly touch on her. The other one, we're going to spend a lot of time on her. I think some of you already know who my favorite lady is in the Bible. But she will be the second one. Let me start quickly with Ruth. Amen. Amen. If you think of Ruth, I think of somebody who persevered even when there was a great disappointment upon her life. Imagine they had just started a family. You remember Naomi had two sons. You went to Moab. She went to Moab with her two sons and then the two sons married the Moabites. And one of the two daughters-in-law was Ruth. Just when they were thinking they are building a family, imagine you were just got married. Now you've got all these plans. Then the husband died. When the husband died, Naomi said, my life has been bitter. My daughters-in-law, go back to your people. Then at first, even Oprah didn't want to go. But she said, you're hating me because I can't give you any other husband. You know, sometimes as mothers, even in church, mothers want you to get married. Ladies, young ladies, mommy wants you to get married. So Naomi was even saying, it's just that I can't even, I mean, even if I were, she said, even if I were to conceive today, will you wait for that child to marry you? Just go away to your people. Then after a bit of time with that, Oprah thought, yes, I think there is no more hope here. But Ruth said, I will go with you wherever you go. Your people will be my people. And where you will die, I will die. I'm committed to you for life. I thought, sure. Even in the midst of all that disappointment, she could have been spending time and saying, where is God? I can't speak to this woman of God anymore. Actually, I've been deceived by believing in this woman of God. But she says, I'm sticking with you. So how many of us are able to stick with God and stick with those who are connected to God no matter what? Some of you, when you face a challenge, you quickly give up. You are disappointed, isn't it? But I want to tell you that loyalty and perseverance will always be rewarded. Tell your neighbor your loyalty and perseverance will be rewarded. Okay, let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 1. Then you will see it gets rewarded. So I actually, there was a time when I used to be bored with Matthew chapter 1. But now... After understanding some of these women, these great women, I get excited. Okay? Mr. MJ, can we take Matthew chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 5? 
in the NIV. I just want to give you this and then tell you so that you can get excited with me. So that you won't get bored with Matthew chapter 1. So ladies have made it interesting. Tell your neighbor, ladies have made it interesting. We salute you women. Amen. Let's go. Matthew chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. You, if you keep on going down, you'll keep on getting more bored if you don't understand ladies. <laughs> Continue. This is the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, Judah the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar, Perez the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Rem, Rem the father of Abnedab, Abnedab the father of Nation, Nation the father of Solomon, of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rehab, Boaz the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, Obed the father of Jesse. Did you hear something about Ruth? Amen. Says this is the genealogy of Jesus. These are the forebearers or the ancestors of Jesus, the genealogy of Jesus. And in mentioning that, you hear about Ruth. Tell your neighbor loyalty pays. It pays off. But what interested me in this portion, just the portion that we read, usually in the Bible you will rarely hear they will say so and so, the father of who, the father of who. But they rarely mention mothers. So I look at those three mothers that are mentioned there. They would not have been on my lineup. The three mothers that are mentioned there, they would not have been on my lineup if it was up to me to design what should precede Jesus. Did you see some of the names there? The three names that are mentioned actually the, I would say it's the funny ones. Amen. You hear about Tamar. Isn't it? You know the story of Tamar? When it says Perez was, it said Judah, verse 3, Judah the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Judah was the father-in-law to Tamar, just making you, appetizing you. So the discussion is not for today. I want you to go and study as a homework. Then you will see how Perez was given birth to. When I look at that, to me it says God does not write off anybody. Tell your neighbor, God has not written you off. Because I look at that story and think, sure. This is not good. Go and read it. Okay, it's in Genesis, in your Bible. Amen. How many of you know the lady called Rehab? What was she? So, would she be in your lineup? No. Neither would she be in my lineup. We would always be saying Rehab the prostitute. But then, according to Matthew, it's Rahab, the granny 
of Jesus. Great, great, grand granny of Jesus. Which to me says, it doesn't matter where you are today, you can be something special. It doesn't matter how the world defines you. Amen. Tell your neighbor, whatever you have done doesn't define who you are. Your destiny is in the hands of God. And tell your neighbor, if you don't believe me, ask Rehab. Amen. Now you think of Ruth. What was funny about Ruth? Ruth was a Moabite. She was not an Israelite. So sometimes, so this should just deal with xenophobia once and for all. So Ruth was a Moabite. She was a foreigner. But look at how God deals with everybody. He equalizes it. Amen. Amen. So when I look at this and I say, Father, I just want to thank you for some of these mothers. And you do not write off anybody. Even where people would have written off some people, I actually, you know all the three of them, I would not have picked any of them to be the, the, the predecessors of Jesus' genealogy. Would you have picked any of them? Maybe I'm too, too strict. But I think you would have thought there should be some special people. But that to me just says each one of you, you are important and special as you are. So it means as we celebrate Mother's Day today, we are encouraged by women like Ruth, who although some would have defined her as a foreigner, her loyalty paid off. And I would wish we had such women in church even today. Women that says, Pastor, we are with you all the way. Amen. 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 Some of you, a small thing comes and then you are disappointed by something you quit. So we need to learn from Ruth. Amen. And your loyalty will be rewarded. So let's go to my favorite lady. You know who that is, the Shunammite woman. Amen. Again, this one was not, you see, if you look throughout the Bible, you will see some, some of these people, they were actually people you would have ruled off because they were not in that inner circle. Okay? You know of the Canaanite woman. The Canaanites were regarded as lowly people. So now, the book of 2 Kings chapter 4, started from verse 8 all the way down to verse 38 in the contemporary English version. So I'll read it so that I can pick some of the things as we go through. Because I'm saying, ladies, we salute you. Mothers, we salute you. But we also thank God for other mothers who have gone ahead of you who have set an example not only for ladies, but for all of us. I believe when I told you about Ruth, we were all learning from her, isn't it? 
even with the Shunammite woman, it's not only the mothers that will learn, but we are all learning. Amen. Second Kings chapter 4, 8 to 37, contemporary English version. Once, while Elisha was in the town of Shunem, he met a rich woman who invited him to a home for dinner. Huh. What was a Shunemite woman known for? She was rich. R-I-C-H. Let's all say R-I-C-H. And it was not spiritual riches. It was real riches. Okay? But I thank God for those who when they have got substance, they know how to use their substance to serve God with. I'm reminded of some of the, of the women like Mary and, and Salome, the wife of Cusa, Herod Stewart, who ministered to the Lord of their substance. That's what we hear about them. So it means if you are well to do, are you serving the Lord with your substance? So she invited the man of God for dinner, invited him for dinner. After that, whenever he was in Shunem, he would have a meal there with her and her husband. Some time later, the woman said to her husband, okay, she was rich, well off, isn't it? And I, what I like about this woman, I'm not sure what was the spiritual condition of the husband, but she still knew him as her husband. And she still respected him as her husband. So she said to her husband, I'm sure that the man who comes here so often is a prophet of God. I like people who are able to identify the anointed people among them. Some of you, you are in a place and you are at wherever you are and you cannot acknowledge and discern the godly connection that you can have by being connected with the right people. This woman, she knew something. So, Instead of just inviting him for dinner, she now comes to the husband and say, I know this man is a man of God, he's a prophet of God. Why don't we build him a small room on the flat roof of our house? We can put a bed, a table, and a chair, and the oil lamp in it, that whenever he comes, he can stay with us. You see that? So she had substance. But she says, I want connection with this man of God. I know he might not be having the substance that we have. But when I connect with him with the substance that I have, there is something that I can get. Amen. I believe there is a blessing by association. Amen. Just like the other time I told you, some of you, you are cursed by association. The curse was not aiming for you. The curse was aiming for that person that you are associated with. Now you were just at the wrong place at the wrong time. So if a curse can find you that way, how much more a blessing? Amen? So some of us, we can be blessed by association. So that's why you need to choose who you associate with. Is the person you associate with 
blessed in such a way that that blessing will rub off on you? Or are they cursed in such a way that the curse will also chase you? Amen. So, I like it that she thought, let's build him a room, but let's also furnish it. We want the man of God to be comfortable. You know the, Bible, the, the verse that says, whoever receives a prophet in the name of a prophet, or just because he's a prophet, will receive the prophet's reward. In other words, because you are doing this to this man of God, the God who this man is notices what you are doing. And he will reward you openly. So this woman, when she had done that, she wasn't doing it for any specific thing. Because the next time Elisha was in Shunem, he stopped at their house and went up to his room to rest. He said to his servant Gehazi, this woman has been very helpful. Have her here come to the roof for a moment? She came and Elisha told Gehazi to say to her, you've gone to a lot of trouble for us and we want to help you. Amen. Tell your neighbor your seed will always grow. So if you don't faint, you will reap in due season. If you don't faint, you will reap in due season. Because now, she gave that, she was doing all that to the man of God, and I don't think she was expecting anything at that time. Now the man of God calls her, and they say, you've gone to a lot of trouble for us, and we want to help you. Is there something we can request the king or the army commander to do? The woman answered, with my relative nearby, I have everything I need. <laughs> this woman was really well off, isn't it? But how many of you know that you can have all the money and everything, but there are some things that money cannot buy? Amen? Tell your neighbor, there are things that money cannot buy. We'll just pick it now. We'll just pick one of it now. You will see. So she says, I have everything I need. Then what can we do for her? Elisha asked Gehazi. Gehazi replied, I do know that her husband is old and that she doesn't have a son. How? I thought she was rich. I thought she was well off. But why didn't she have a son? Because there are things that money cannot buy. Amen? So there are things that even if you have money and you are holding that money, you will get stuck somewhere. So she realized that. She knew that. Then she had this connection with the man of God. Look at this. Verse 15. Ask her to come here again. Elisha told his servant. He called for her and she came and stood in the doorway of Elisha's room. Elisha said to her, next year at this time you will be holding your own baby son in your arms. Hmm. Okay, now, when I was meditating about this, I thought this Elisha did not prophesy about this baby son because he did not even know that she didn't have a son. 
He didn't know. Gehazi said, I know she doesn't have a son. Which means he did not know that she did not have a son. So I believe that after she has said whatever she has said, because you remember the verse up there in verse um, 13. It says, you've gone into a lot of trouble. We want to help you. Is there something we can request the king or the commander? But now he realized she doesn't need anything from the king or the commander, but she needs something from my God. Amen. Amen. You get that? She does not need anything from the king or from the commander, but she needs something from my God. You remember Paul saying, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And he was saying that to the people that had partnered with him with their finances. Amen. So it says, He says, next time, next year, this time you will be holding your own baby son in your arms. And she said, you are a man of God, the woman replied. Please don't lie to me. Other version says, please don't raise my hopes too high. You know that sometimes there are times when you were believing God for something until such time that you say, I just don't want to be disappointed again. I'll no longer talk about that thing. I'll no longer even entertain it. Because you are discouraged. Isn't it? So when the man of God raised it, she says, don't get my hopes too high. But a few months later, the woman got pregnant. She gave birth to a son, just as Elisha had promised. God says to Abraham, I will bless those whom you bless, I will bless. Amen. So it means there are times when I can make a declaration and my God has to do it for you. Amen. Because here, it says she gave birth to a son just Elisha had promised. One day while the boy was still young, he was out in the fields with his father where the workers were harvesting the crops. Suddenly he shouted, my head hurts. It hurts a lot. Father, sorry. Let's all say, Father, sorry. Read next. Mr. MJ, let me not say it on behalf of my fathers. You say it. <laughs> the, the, the boy says, my head hurts. Probably he was even crying. My head has a lot. Carry him back to his mother. The father said to his servants. <laughs> Sorry, fathers. My head. So you will do it again. You, just, you talk like the father. My head has. My head has a lot. Hi. Carry him back to his mother. <laughs> and now you tell me we can't salute mothers? Ask your neighbor, now you tell me we can't salute mothers? Because the father now, I mean the boy went out with him to the field. Now that things are difficult, 
carry him to his mother. So in my mind, the Bible didn't say this. This is my mind. You can also make your mind out of that. I think of two things with this father. Either he knew that the mother cares a lot. That she will take care of the son. Or he knew that the mother has some connection with God that I don't have. Amen. Amen. So some of you husbands, you're missing out. There is something that sometimes your wife has which you don't have. So when it's time to say carry him to his mother, it doesn't always mean maybe you don't care. Maybe you don't have what is needed at that time. Seven picked up the boy and carried him to his mother. The boy laid on her lap all morning and by noon he was dead. You remember this woman said, man of God, don't raise my hopes too high. Now she got a son and the son dies. Some of you also have such encounters where you were trusting God for something. You were believing God for something. You were believing God for something. And now just when you think you are about to be excited that it's working well, things just go the other way. The son died. But I thank God for loyal people. Imagine if this woman, after she had received a miracle, she cut ties with the man of God. Now after the death of the son, what was she supposed to do? Bury the son. Amen. So she realized the same faith or the same man of God who has connection with God to make me have this son. I believe I was not given this son as a teaser. God was not teasing me. I believe if I go back to the same man of God, between him and his God, they will work out something. She carried him upstairs to Elisha's room and laid him across the bed. Then she walked out and shut the door behind her. The woman called to her husband, I need to see the prophet. So the husband was back home by this time. But the husband didn't know what happened. She says, I need to see the prophet. Let me use one of the donkeys. Send a servant along with me and let me leave now. So I can go, get back quickly. So just again, speak for the man, Mr. MJ. This one is not a bad one. You can speak it. Why do you need to see him today? Her husband asked. It's not the Sabbath or the time for the new moon festival. You see, some of you think church is only on Sunday. <laughs> okay. Church is all throughout. Okay. So according to this man, why do you want to see him today? It's not even Sabbath. Just as much as your problems are not only on Sundays, it means you need God every day. Amen. So there is nothing wrong with always being connected to God, 
all throughout. Because even your problems don't have a, a weekday or a weekend. They come any day. So I can as well be always connected to God. So when he said, why do you need a man of God? She didn't get my, into much things. She says, that's all right. <laughs> Leave me alone. All is well. Amen. She settled the don't. So one thing here I want you to pick up. What do you think would have happened if she had said, our son is dead? The person who said, carry him to his mother, what do you think he would have said? Call the undertakers. So she knew that. So she decided, I don't want my miracle to be disturbed. Okay? This is a secret. So I say we are learning from this woman, but this is not only for mothers. It's for all of us. So there are some things that you have a breakthrough in. You have a revelation from God of a particular thing. It's not always wise to keep on sharing everything with everybody who doesn't believe like you. All she said is, it's all right. She settled the donkey and said to her husband, to her seven, let's go. And don't slow down unless I tell you to. She left at once for Mount Carmel to talk with Elisha. When Elisha saw her coming, he said, Gehazi, look, is the woman from Shunem. Run and meet her and ask her if anything is all right with her and her family. Now, listen to Gehazi. So, Gehazi asked, is everything fine with you, with your, your uh, family? And, yeah, it says everything is right with her and with her family. What did she say? Everything is fine, she answered Gehazi. Was really everything fine? But she was saying, I can't tell you because if I tell you, you're going to tell me to call the undertakers. I don't trust you. I'm waiting to share my problem with the one that I know can make a change. Amen? But as soon as she got up to the top of the mountain, she went over and grabbed Elisha by the feet. Gehazi started, started toward her to push her away when Elisha said, leave her alone. Don't you see how sad she is? But the Lord hasn't told me why. Okay? So here, this one, I'm just taking a short detour. So here, the Lord had not revealed to, Gehazi, to, to Elisha what was wrong with the Shunammite woman, isn't it? But does it mean the Lord doesn't reveal? He just didn't reveal that one. So Gehazi thought this man of God doesn't see anything. You know what he did a chapter after this? With Naaman, after leprosy. He thought, ah, there was a time that this man of God didn't even know what happened with the Shunammite woman. So it means I can sneak through and go and follow Naaman, and then I can get something. He won't see anything. You know what happened. The Lord revealed. Okay? So, the spirit of the Lord reveals as, the, as he wills. So, there are times when you won't be caught and you keep on saying, ah, the pastor doesn't see anything, as if the pastor has a heaven. 
Because even if the pastor doesn't see, God sees. I like what Joseph said when Potiphar's wife was tempting him. He said, how can I do such a sin before God? Because he knew that the one who sees me all the time is God. Okay? So now here Gehazi says, uh, Elisha says, the Lord has not revealed it to me. What verse were we in? 27. Okay. The woman said, Say, I begged you not to get my hopes up. And I didn't even ask you for a son. She was angry. Look now. It's almost like, maybe, you know that, probably, I don't know, it's again my thought. I think when she did not have a child, I think there were people who were also mocking her. Probably used to say, you always like carrying our babies. Why don't you make your own baby? There are people who are such cruel, who talk like that. So now all of a sudden she got this blessing and she's excited, thinking things are working well. And again, her hopes got dashed. She says, I begged you not to get my hopes up and I didn't even ask you for a son. Gehazi, get ready and go to her house, Elisha said. Take along my walking stick and when you get there, lay it on the boy's face. The boy's mother said, on the boy's face, don't stop to talk to anyone, even if they try to talk to you. But the boy's mother said to Elisha, I swear by the living Lord and by your own life that I won't live without you. I know there is something special about you, men of God. So Elisha got up and went with them. Gehazi ran on ahead and laid Elisha's walking stick on the boy's face, but the boy did not move or make a sound. Gehazi ran back to Elisha and said, The boy didn't wake up. Elisha arrived at the woman's house and went straight to his room where, the boy, where he saw the boy's body on his bed. He walked in and shut the door and prayed to the Lord. Amen. The same Lord who has given this son, he says, now I'm coming back to you, Lord. He prayed to the Lord. Then he got on the bed and stretched out over the dead body with his mouth on the boy's mouth, his eyes on his eyes, and his hand on his hands. And he lay there. The boy's body became warm. Lasha got up and walked back and forth in the room. Then he went back and leaned over the bodies, the boy's body. The boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Elisha called out to Gehazi, asked the boy's mother to come here. Gehazi did. And when she was at the door, Elisha said, You can take your son. She came in and bowed down at Elisha's feet. Then she picked up her son and left. Amen. Amen. Did she get a miracle? Do you see why I love the Shunammite woman? She was a complete package. Amen. She knew how to get connected to the right people. But she also knew how to activate her miracle. Amen. 
with that godly connection. And also she protected her faith. So when other people ask, so some of you when you have a problem, the whole world will know. You even put it on this social media thing. The whole world knows that you have a problem. Is that where your, your problems would be solved? Mm-mm. You need to be, your status should be, all is well. Amen. Amen. Can you, those, those of you who were having some funny status, please change it to, all is well. Amen. Because when you say that, you know who to talk your problems to. Not the whole world. Amen. Because some of you, your issues are not because of people. It's because you are reaffirming and prophesying your situation and making it permanent. So we must be very careful about what we speak and who we speak it to. Because some of the people, do you know that some of the people who you are sharing your problems with, on the outside they will be saying, ah, oh, she. But in their hearts they are saying, no, she always thinks she's better than us. Okay? So, but imagine if they are asking you and you say, all is well. Ah. And, and, and you know, people who say all is well, they don't gossip. Because the moment you say all is well, you have closed the discussion. Amen. Because sometimes people are coming to you, they want to hear. And they are not looking for verses. <laughs> this is the other thing. If you want people to desert you, when they come close to you, start sharing. Hey, you know the scripture? You know on Sunday we were learning this. Then bit by bit you will find all those friends disappearing. Amen. So you need to start knowing all is well. That's why for me, every time you ask me, how are you pastor? I'm blessed and highly favored. That's my status. That's who I am. I am blessed and highly favored. And you can't take that one away from me. I've got connection with God. Amen. So, did you learn something from the Shunammite woman? You see that we really need to, so ladies, there are really women that we can be proud of. We have set a very good example for us and we are all learning something from them. So actually this thing of all is well. Some in other translations it just says it will be all right. Amen. She knew her faith. So I think if she knew the song, because he lives. I can face tomorrow because it leaves of here is gone. Amen. No, yes, I know he was the future. And life is worth a 
Life is not worth a living because I don't have a problem. Life is worth a living because he lives. I may not know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. Amen. So as long as I know who holds the future, I'm sorted. Amen. So it might be taking time for my miracle to come through, but I know who holds the future. Amen. And I will hold fast to the confession of my faith without wavering. And I will keep on speaking my faith. And you can't change me on that one. Because I want to speak in line with what God has said. The Bible says, my heart is overflowing with a good matter. My tongue is like a pen of a ready writer. A skillful writer. So it's waiting for me to write my destiny. To write my good future. So, because some of you, you are where you are today because of your words. There are no witches for that one. Wizards. You say, I'll, I'll, I've been bewitched. You know, in our family, nobody gets married. We are all bewitched, even Christians. Don't you think you can change that? Change that with your mouth. You can say, indeed, in our family, nobody ever got married. But for me, you know the advantage of being born again? The other time I was saying to people, I actually want to take advantage of being born again. So if they say, because you know, the first birth, Jesus cl- clarified in John 3, what is the meaning of being born again? You remember the story with Nicodemus? Because Nicodemus said, he said, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And then Nicodemus said, how can one be born when he is already old? Can I go back to my mother's womb and be born so he understood the meaning of again. When you say something is happening again, it means it took place the first time. Now it's taking place again. So Jesus said, that which is born of flesh is flesh. But that which is born of spirit is spirit. So today when we are celebrating Mother's Day, it's because we were all born of flesh. Our mothers gave birth to us in flesh. But for you to be born again, it means now you are born of the spirit. And now you become a child of God. Okay. Now, this is how I take advantage of these two births. If they say, the Mukosi family has got something that runs in their lineage. They are supposed to inherit some sicknesses like diabetes. This is a family inheritance. Then, (laughs) so let's say the Mukosi family are queuing here. We thought we were going to get a land. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like they would say, they would say all the, with land restitution, all the Mukosi clan, we've got a land here. You know what I will do? When is that? Then I go for it. Because I want the land. Okay? But when all of them need to come here and inherit some diabetes. Jump. I'm born again. Now I don't take the Mukosi identity. I take my heavenly identity. I'm a child of God. Amen. I am born again. Amen. Amen. But if they are getting the land, because it's a physical land, don't jump to the other side. Wait there on the queue. Amen. So take advantage of your double birth. Tell your neighbor, take advantage of your double birth. So if your natural birth wants to give you something good, take it. 
But if your natural birth says, now this disease is inherited in our family, uh-uh, I'm born again. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new and all things are of God. So it means I've got a heavenly inheritance and divine health is part of my inheritance. Amen. By the stripes of the Lord Jesus, I'm healed. That's who I am in Christ. So, I'm getting carried off. I'm enjoying this. But we need to land. So that we can celebrate well with the mothers. Mothers, you've represented us well through Ruth and through the Shunammite woman. But I just want to land with Isaiah 49. 15 and 16. There's something in God. So we usually know God as our heavenly father. But he also has motherly instincts. There are some things that as fathers we don't have. But our heavenly father has that. Which is a character of women. Okay. So it's not that like I said. That man when he said carry him to his mother. To me it means one of the two things. It's either because he knew that the mother cares more than I do. Or he knew that the mother has something that I don't have. Now, verse 15 of Isaiah 49, NIV 15 and 16, Mr. MJ. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Okay. Mothers, do you forget the baby at your breast? And have no compassion on the child that you've given birth to. Then the Bible says, though she may forget, I will not forget. Amen? Amen. So mothers, you are not supposed to forget your children. Even if your child is a drug addict. Even if your child is a prostitute, who knows if she's Rahab? Amen? Don't give up on your child. Amen? Especially you mothers. Fathers, I will excuse you on this one. But mothers, please, stick with your children. Amen. You would find that sometimes even the person that you got the child with has deserted you. But you say, I'm sticking with this child. I will do everything possible to make sure that this child reaches a good future destiny. Stick with your child. Amen. That's why I'm, I started by challenging all of us here and said, after church today, go and wish Happy Mother's Day to your mother. Okay? But also wish your Happy Mother's Day to your spiritual mother. She will feel good. Overwhelm her. Amen. Overwhelm her. Amen. Do you all have a number? Amen. So even your physical mother, please, go and thank her. Go and appreciate. Not all of us still have a chance to appreciate our mothers. Some of us, our mothers passed away before we even knew them or even before we knew what is being taught here today. So if you still have a mother, 
appreciate her. I'm going to give a call to my mother after church. Amen. I knew it already. It's just that in the morning I don't want to be disturbed. So I thought I would reserve it for after church. It's still Mother's Day even after church, isn't it? Yeah, so I couldn't get late by wishing Happy Mother's Day because it would still be Happy Ma- it would still be Mother's Day after church. Amen. But here it says, "Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me." So God says He has engraved me. Tell your neighbor, God has engraved me on the palms of his hands. I'm an apple of his eye. Now you mean you can speak things and I feel discouraged and I feel I'm nothing? Uh Uh-uh. You are the one who's mistaken. Amen? Because there are people who like discouraging other people. They want to go up by pulling other people down. Now, if you don't come to church, they will do that to you because you won't know these verses. Now, I'm giving you tips. It's a reward for coming to church. Amen. Because once you know what your master, your maker has said about you, it doesn't matter what they may say about you. You already know what your maker has said. And that is final. It says, he has engraved me on the palms of his hands. Another verse says, we are an apple of his eye. Now, if you try to touch me, you're touching the apple of God's eye. So I'm just encouraging all of us that as we celebrate mothers today, we need to be encouraged. Amen? We need to be encouraged to know that it doesn't matter the mistakes I might have committed. But just like a mother who does not forget his child, you would find that this child maybe is in jail. And the mother still goes. I'm still going to see my child. Even if this child was a murderer, it's a murderer to you. But to the mother, is a is my child. Amen. So do you think if people of the world, if mothers can do that, how much more do you think God will do to all of us? He says, even if the mothers may forget, I will never forget you. I've engraved you at the palm of my hand. You are mine. Amen. So as we wind down, I just want to make this call. I'll go back to that story of Ruth because I want to make an altar call because on the things that I was saying, some of you, This message was intended to encourage us that as we celebrate Mother's Day, there are things that we've learned from Ruth, there are things that we've learned from the Shunammite woman, there are things that we're just learning overall in general, how we can stay connected to God and blessing by association. But we're also learning that none of us is written off. Amen. God could use Tamar, who had a son, with her her father-in-law when she was pretending to be a prostitute because the father-in-law did not give the next son 
to take over from the older son after the older son was dead. So I'm encouraging you to go and read further. But still, she was not written off. You think of Rahab, not written off. Ruth, the Moabite, not written off. Now, how can you be written off? So I believe each one of us here, we can have a front seat with God. Amen. So, we are going to stand up and thank God for the word that we've had. But I want to ask any of you who feel, Pastor, when you were talking, I know people have discouraged me, and actually I thought life is no longer worth living. But this message has revived me and gave me hope again. I want you to pray with me, Pastor. So that I can be reconnected with God. If you had backslidden. But if you never had. A relationship with Jesus. As your Lord and Savior. I'm also making that call to you. To say come to the fore. I will pray with you. So that you can become a child of God. So that you can have confidence like the rest of us. So that you can be born again. Like the rest of us. You saw the advantage of being born again. Because now you can claim the inheritance. Of being a child of God. So as we all stand up and thank God for the word that we've heard. You can stand up. Those of you who say, Pastor, I want to pray. I want you to pray with me. I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So that I can know that I have a relationship with God. And I know that even when the Lord comes back, I will spend eternity with him. Secondly, even if you had backslidden. Or you were starting to lose hope in your Christian walk. I believe this message has revived you on the Mother's Day. God says, though a mother, can any of you mother forget your child? And he says, even if you may, I will never forget my children. I've engraved you in the palm of my hand. So let's thank God for the word that we've had. And before we finish with that,